babe. Hello all and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to two Money Mastery Coaches talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication strategies, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. Hi. How you doing today? Great. I'm doing great because we're getting ready to leave for Cancun in about 24 hours, and this is a midday recording. Midday recording. Hashtag winning. Hashtag make me so happy. And packing um, makes me feel every single day less stressed about leaving somewhere. Packing, I feel like, is the most stressful part because I think I am the OCD one. This is my first ever business trip. It's true. I was going to say first ever trip. No, no. I've, I've been on vacations before. I've been to all inclusive, but I've never been on a networking trip before. I've never been on an all inclusive resort. I've done cruises. I've done stuff like that, which is all inclusive, but I've never done all inclusive resort. So I'm excited to try that out. I'm just excited to network and communicate and grow and learn yeah. and have I keep a good telling time. him like it's a mix of, of fun and play, right? So we are going to have fun. We are going to have time to be able to enjoy, you know, the hotel and enjoy the food and enjoy the beach and all that stuff. But it is like you're working. So it's not like we're going to just be, you know, just gallivanting. Like we are going to like on Tuesday, they already said, like, eat a big breakfast. There's going to be snacks, but we're going to be working. I love that. So we're bringing our laptops and we're bringing our, you know, all of our stuff to connect with people and contracts will be drawn like it's like that stuff you see in like 90s movies where the, when all the businessmen go to the golf course and they leave with like you know multi-million dollar contracts by the end of the day like that's kind of without the multi-million soon eventually but that's what's happening <laughs> there's a little bit of elitism here but that doesn't intimidate me because unless you've been in education you don't know what real work is that's no joke to, to, like what do you mean like real work oh i mean like from the moment you you get to work early to set up everything for your entire day you got to get together your math curriculum you got to get together your manipulatives you got to get yeah. together your science projects There's you got to get to your social studies you got to make sure all the pages are uh, printed out you got to make sure you have all the supplies for cutting and pasting right and then on your breaks during lunch you're grading papers when you go home you're grading oh. papers and you're planning for the next day like your day I do not miss you that live grind, and y'all. breathe education even when you're at home at night you're trying to unwind you're thinking about your seating arrangements you're like you know what miss. little timmy did not get along well today with little Oof. bill we got to make sure we swap up those seatings why, by tomorrow why are teachers not the most like so, the highest paid profession i know what it means to hustle and to grind and that's not new to me so i'm ready yeah no i'm so excited the people who are going with are amazing and i'm really excited to connect with them um and excited to hear what your experiences um i've only done one of these before and it was on a cruise and it was completely Every single person on the cruise had to do with the business. So it was really cool to like everywhere you looked, you could network with someone that was a part of the business. And it was really uh, cool. And you created friendships, you created connections, you created fun memories with people. It's like camp. 
on steroids. <laughs> like that's really what this week is going to be. It's like going to camp. Everyone has different businesses. So we're not all part of the same business. We're really looking the whole p- focus of this is to collaborate um, and, you know, come out with like different ways that you could leverage what you do for somebody else's business and vice versa. Um, hence where the contracts come into place. So um, if this is at all interesting to you and you are an entrepreneur and you're like, well, what is this? It is called the Success Tribe. Look it up on Facebook or go to the thesuccesstribe.com. It's really great. Um, and I love that it is uh, full of amazing, very focused and driven um, men and women entrepreneurs who, I mean, we we work hard and we're going to play hard. Hey, you know, yeah, we'll talk off the air a little bit more, but I do want to have a conversation with you about what is my goal in talking to people? Like, what is yeah, it that I'm yeah, trying yeah. to accomplish? Am I just trying to spur on networking, like mm-hmm. associates? Opportunities, yeah. Am I trying to get like connections in terms of like, what can I do for you? What can you do? For, like, what is yeah. my end goal in these conversations as I'm networking? That's a good question. So you and I will talk off air. We will. And perhaps we should do, if you are an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, if this would be an interesting topic to you, let us know. We'd love to do another episode specifically on this, especially after your experience as a new B, you probably have a lot of like, here's what you definitely should do. And I can tell you as a person who's done it a couple times, yeah, here's, you know, kind of what you should do as you go through these situations. And, you know, that might be helpful to an entrepreneur out there. And, you know, we can send this along as an episode to be like, hey, this might help you. We've talked about networking in our first season. We did one uh, completely about networking. But this is a little bit more specific to like, how do you create connections right. and what do you need? Because so. I would love to go, because when we go back to the room, I'm, we're bringing that like poster board size, like post-its oh, and they're going to be on the so wall, excited. right? I'm excited to be like, all right, so here's who I spoke to today. I talked to Rhonda and I talked to Craig and here's what they offer. Here's what they can do. Here's a potential partnership we have, right? Like I'm yeah. excited to like come back to the room and debrief with you. And then you're Ooh, like, all right, well, here's what I, t- I talked to Chanel and I talked to this person and this is what they offer and this is what they can do. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, how can we put this all together and make like an Omega package? Little does he know I've already made these kinds of connections. Well, you know, it's my first time, so I'm I excited. I know, but I'm excited. And I can't wait to come stuff, back from Cancun and talk great. to the podcast and be like, y'all. Yeah. This is how it went. This is how it went down. It's going to be... Get ready. It's going to be awesome. So what are we talking about today, babe? Today is very aspirational. We're yes. talking about what does it mean to commit to being affluent? What like, What does, does it, it mean? mean? I have no idea what that's from. It's what, a TikTok thing. Okay. What does it mean to be like rich? To be like, what does that mean for you? To be affluent. Because we could talk all day about being affluent. And let me tell you, I love that this is aspirational because I think a lot of people have this aspirational goal. So we're going to talk about some of those dreams that you guys say in conversation all the time when you're talking to your spouse, your friend, all that stuff. But what 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 does that mean though? Like, Didn't we talk last week about the notion of the word enough? Yeah, no, so we touched on, on it. We touched pocket on it. Coaching. So we touched on this whole concept that like you need to have an end goal in mind. Like what are you yeah. trying to get to when it, when you're commitment to when you're committing to building wealth? Like what is your mm-hmm. end goal? What is your purpose? What is your drive? What are you trying to get to? And I feel like today talking about this aspirational content and what it looks like, like this is an idea of like where you're aspiring to be. Mm, and once you good. get to that point, boom. Yep, this is what you're going to be able to experience once you get to that point of that, like, yes, when you get to that specific, this is what it means to me. Here's what you'll be able to experience as a result. I'm excited to dive in. 
Well, then let's dive. Let's dive. <laughs> All right. So look, being rich is, you know, it is what it is. It's a subjective concept, yep. right? Its definition can vary widely from person to person. Your idea of rich could be different than my idea from a person listening's idea to your grandmother's idea. Like rich is different to everybody. It's not solely about having a certain amount of money in your bank account right. or owning a certain amount of assets. Being rich is often associated with a combination of financial, emotional, and lifestyle factors. So mm-hmm. we're going to go through some of the common aspects today that people might consider when they're defining what it means to be rich. What do you think it's important to, like what you just said made me think like, wow, it really does vary from person to person. And what one person might view as rich is being able to buy red bottom Louis Vuittons and be able to buy them, um, you know, like by the palette, just be able to go, I want that, I want that, I want that. Well, another person's idea of rich is being able to live off the land and have vegetation galore and be able to just kind of sit on the porch and sip sweet tea. Um, well, there are even people within our family who are like, yo, Kim and Dan are rich. And we're over here like, I mean, we're doing well. We're doing good. But we don't feel like we're at our end goal yet. Right. So like we're still striving. You have to really decide. And other people are like, man, if I had your life, I'd feel like I arrived. Right. So you have to really for yourself gauge that, right? Instead of just like saying, this is what I want to do, right? I want to be able to have you know, I want to be able to buy several pairs of Louis Vuittons over the course of a, well, I don't know why I keep using that, but whatever, over the course of the year or, you know, how many Louis Vuittons do you own? None. Um, but like for me, I'm, that's never going to be me. That's not my definition. That's not your lifestyle. So, but if that is back to our previous episode, finding out what that numerical looks like for you. So then you can feel, you know, that you're going towards that target of wealth, that target of affluence, and you know what it, what it looks like for you. And, again, to the other person who's like, no, I just want to live off the land. I want to be able to do this, whatever. Like when you get that plot of land, when you start, you know, building or remodeling, like I have a friend who's doing that right now in Vermont, she is remodeling an old 1800s like farmhouse. And I'm like, good for you. That is not my version of rich, but you're going after it and you're doing it in a way that allows you to do these things that we're going to talk about here. And that is your version of rich. So you have to know the numericals. You have to know the feeling behind it. You have to like, it has to be so palpable to you so that you know what it looks like. Um, that way you can own it for yourself and no one can tell you otherwise, whether you are or not rich because you're so confident and you're so like, no, this is what I dreamed of. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't really care what your opinion is. I am rich. I am feeling all these things that we're going to say here. So when you commit to being affluent and you have like arrived at this moment of affluence, like you're there, a lot of people would say that means you have financial abundance. Mm -hmm. You have money and your money has money and your money is making money and you're not even doing anything, right? Like you are financially abundant. You have sufficient funds to cover everything within your month and some, Mm -hmm. like there is a surplus there of funds. And not only that, this is the big thing for me. Like affluence to me when it comes to financial abundance is the freedom of choice. Yep, I knew you were going to say that. That's all I want. <laughs> when That's I really wake up I in the want. morning, first of all, when I wake up, I have the choice. Mm-hmm. Do I want to get up at 6.30 and go to the gym or do I want to sleep in a little bit and then mm-hmm. get up at like 7.30, 7.45? Mm-hmm. Like when, when do I want? I have that choice. Like there is no brick and mortar calling me saying, hey, you're supposed to clock in at this time, right? Mm-hmm. 
financial abundance gives me that freedom of choice. Like, what do I want to do with this day? It's almost like, and maybe you've experienced this because you're an entrepreneur. Maybe not. I don't know. You tell me. But like, your days kind of blend into each other. Like, do you ever forget? Is it Tuesday? Is it Saturday? Like, does that happen for you? If I did not have to take the kids to school every morning, I would forget what day it is, I'd forget that it's a weekend. Like I'd be like that chick on a on Downton Abbey. What is a weekend? Like I would have no clue, right? Because every single day I'm doing what I want to do. Every single day I'm able to say, like even now I have an experience where of choice where I'm able to say, you know what? I'm choosing not to start my days until 11 a.m. So I don't take my first client call until 11 a.m. Why do I do that? Because I drop the girls off. I go to the gym. I take time for myself. I'll take a shower. Sometimes I'll do grocery shopping. Sometimes I just sit and I go to the lake and I'll do some devotionals. Sometimes I'll go for a walk. Sometimes I, but it's my choice what I want to do. Sometimes I take myself out for breakfast. Like it is my choice. I don't start my day until 11 o'clock. And between 11 and 2.30, I am like hitting the grind and I'm doing all the stuff. And most of the stuff that I need to get done gets done between that time. Sometimes it spills over after I pick up the girls, but I get to choose what I do during that time. And to me, that makes me feel so abundant in my business. It makes me feel like just this is what I dreamt of. Like every single time I have a moment where I'm like, oof, man, I wish that, you know, things in my business, like I want this to be a little bit different. I'll think back to Kim five years ago and go, Kim, you dreamt of this moment. Like you dreamt of being able to wake up and sip your coffee and go, hmm, what am I going to do today? Like, so yeah, as I'm like, you know, percolating on the current issue that I currently have, I'm like, I prayed for this issue. Like, I have all the time to to figure out how I want to do this. So yes, like, for me, the abundance comes, the financial abundance to me looks like having choice of how I spend my days. And soon, we will bring you along so that you can do that too. I'm excited for that. Did you notice when we were talking about financial abundance, we never put a number on it. We never said, hey, this will be your life if you're bringing in six-figure years or six-figure months, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a, you can't put a number on it. This, if anything, this shows you how important it is to know your own personal numbers, to know how much you need to bring in every month to pay your bills and to live the lifestyle that you want to live because you're experiencing affluence when all of those bills are paid and all of your buckets for vacation and entertainment and repairs. And when those things are all being filled as well, your investments, you are living in your own affluence. So you are sufficiently covering everything and you have surplus. I'm making my money, I'm paying my bills, I'm filling my buckets and there's a surplus. Like that is affluence. And for you, that might mean six figure months. Mm -hmm to match your lifestyle. It might mean a six-figure year. Mm-hmm. The thing that's really interesting, oh my gosh, you just said a whole bunch of things that I was like, oh, I, I have something here too. Because funnily enough, it does not cost us, I'm talking about us personally, because we got rid of our debt. That was one of the like aha moments we had when we got rid of our, our, our student loan debt. And we had no car payment. We had no, at the time, it was just us. So we didn't really have any crazy outstanding bills. Um, It was like phone, electricity, rent, and like whatever. And we were like, wow, it only costs us like, I'm just going to throw out a number because it wasn't that much. It only costs us like three grand to be able to get everything we want. Like, so we make more than that a month. So 
wow, this feels abundant. That That's it, right? Like that, that's the, for us that felt abundant to know that it doesn't really cost that much for us to get the things that we need in our life. So we have some surplus that we can play around with. We can start investing. We can start saving. We can start going on more trips. We can really start enjoying life and while preparing for what we want for our future. So that meant that when we were moving into our, our, our now place that we have and we were thinking about me staying home, we knew that it was not that hard of a jump. It was like, okay, we can live that way because we know what our bottom line is. So we always felt affluent. And affluent, that was the other thing I was going to say with the surplus, doesn't necessarily mean like whatever that surplus is. You might be a $1,000 surplus. It doesn't mean that you don't necessarily have to say, oh man, I really want to save up for that $3,000 whatever thing that I want. And yeah, it might take you three months to do that. But you get to you get to do it. Whereas other people would be like, oh, I'm sorry, that's never going to happen for us. Like, it's just not in the cards. Like, th- things are tight. Like, whatever. Like, that's going to be the excuse that people give. But when you're living in an affluent state and your mindset is in an affluent state, it's like, oh, I'll get that in three months. No big deal. That is an affluent state. And when we were trying to get out of debt, we had to sacrifice some of our affluence, like, we still had a surplus while we were trying to get out of debt, but we used that surplus to tackle debt. Mm -hmm. So we had to sacrifice our lifestyle and we probably sacrificed some of our emotional well-being as we were trying to get out of that debt. But we were able to pay our bills and have a surplus. It's just we didn't get to use that surplus. I'm going to say in an affluent way, even though paying off debt is affluence. Mm -hmm but we didn't get to use that surplus to fill our buckets for vacations and entertainment and all of those things. We had to use it towards the debt. But I think that builds that appreciation, right? To know that we do have more. But right now this thing, this block, i.e. student loan, was in the way of us being able to use it the way we wanted. It was in the way of our choice. And so in order for us to, to do that, it was like, well, then I'm going to have to, and I'm going to use very like harsh words because that's how I felt about it, annihilate it, like, get rid of it as fast as possible so that we can get back to and enjoy our money the way we want to. So yes, it was a sacrifice, but it also made me, for me personally, appreciate the surplus after we had it back. Right. It, if I could, you know, wave my hand in the air and make it all disappear and we didn't have to pay the loans, you know, I would, I would love that. But there is something to say that going through hardships together, absolutely. I don't regret it at all. It makes you tougher. It makes you stronger. It makes you more resilient. Yep. You know, it shows you that you can do exceedingly more than you ever thought that you could. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I, people are like, do you wish you just never had student loan? No, we would not be the couple we are. We today would not be it. the people we are today. But again, if I could wave my hand in the air and make it all go away, I would. I'd be like, hey, make that stuff go away. But we're still the people we are today. Because oh, yeah, I get to make sure. the wishes. I get to wave my hand and do oh, whatever I want. I mean, for sure. If I could still have the the, the resiliency, the discipline, the, the connection that we have, of course. Now, when you commit to being affluent, another byproduct of that, if you will, or, you know, what does it mean to be affluent? Financial security. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. being able to lay your head down at night and sink softly into that pillow and wrap yourself in the warmth of the blanket and you close your eyes and you actually just go to sleep. Yeah. Babe, did you know 
that people stay up thinking about how they are going to like pay that outstanding bill. They're worried about whether their electricity is going to stay on for another month when the IRS is going to find them out. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm, and get, I need you guys to understand we're not talking to the typical person. We're talking to the person who is making money, the person who is grinding, I'm making six figure months type of person is thinking and feeling these fears because they've never addressed it. They've never, they've never done the work to be like, why am I feeling this way? And what do I need to do to stop feeling this way? I make way too much money to be feeling this way. But yet still those people, doesn't matter how much money that is made, they still go to bed. It reaps, like it wreaks havoc. When you're not in control of your money and your money management, yes. But a, a byproduct of being in this affluent life is oh, yeah. financial security. So you mm-hmm. sleep better at night because mm-hmm. you know that your money is taken care of. You know that it's managed well. You know where every dollar goes. You know you have surplus. You have an emergency fund mm-hmm. that is fully filled. Your debt management is flawless. Mm-hmm. And debt management means you have debt, right? You might still have a car loan and be affluent. You might still have a mortgage payment and be affluent. You might still have a credit card and be affluent, right? That's on you and your choices, but you're managing it well. Right. You know, you have a steady income, you're budgeting, mm-hmm. you have your insurance coverage, you have your retirement planning, your investments, you know, you have goals that you're saving towards your estate. Like you have all of these, you know, ducks in a row. Yep. Like you go to sleep well at night because mm-hmm. you know, all of your bases are covered. Yes. And that, oh my goodness, that's like such a freeing feeling to have that, to know that you can go to sleep and know that you're taken care of. Um, I think every single person, every single human baseline, that's what we want to be able to go to sleep and know that all those things are taken care of. Um, can I tell you something morbid? Go ahead. <laughs> Sometimes I even think like worth where I'm at. I'm like, you know what? If I went to sleep and I didn't wake up in the morning, I at least know that I have life insurance and Kim is going to be balling. <laughs> I know like you wouldn't, you'd, you'd certainly miss me and you know, I'm irreplaceable. I'll have, you know, don't get any thoughts. Nope. All right. Don't try to take my life in the middle of the night, nope. but I, would never. I mean, you would, you'd be We'd doing be pretty fine. well yeah, with my life scream. insurance. Cause I would, I chose the highest one because mm-hmm. I get good benefits through the county as a county employee. I was like, Oh yeah, I want this one. That's the biggest number they offer. Yeah. I want that. So you'll be doing all right, babe. I feel like, but I'm just saying that I sleep better at night knowing that even if something were to happen, I know my family is good. And uh, on top of that, you know that your wife is a good manager of finances as well. So it would be invested well. It would carry on well. It would be sustainable. Business could still go on as business. I could still keep the same lifestyle for the girls. I could still like, life could still move forward in the midst of the pain and I don't have to be hounding down creditors trying to figure out like, oh my gosh, why did this? Like, I don't like thinking about that either, but I understand what you're saying. The only thing you'd probably do is take like a really expensive Disney trip. You'd be like, I you know really what? I really wouldn't though. I am the saddest person right now. I need to go to the happiest place on earth. I would earth. go by myself. Really? Yeah. To look for a new man? No. I would just go there and cry. <laughs> like, don't ruin people's Disney experience. No, I wouldn't. I, oh my gosh. They would no, kick you out of Disney. This is making me really sad. I don't like this conversation <laughs> at all. Oh, <laughs> I don't like it at all. 
all that to say financial security oh god financial security we were just watching the golden girls because <laughs> i'm i just go down random show halls anyway show holes um i was watching uh sh- that show and rose was talking to her daughter and she's looking at her will and she's like looking at the numbers and she's like mom you managed to squander away dad's fortune he was like the most wealthiest like he did the best in his insurance and you did what with his money like it's all gone and she's like well and she's like what did you do and she was like yeah I, you know i i gambled a little bit and get i put it into quick. get rich quick schemes and all that stuff and i'm like oh lord like in my daniel was in there watching it with me and i was like well we could use that for something that's content right there because that happens so often where the spouse has no clue how to manage money and because they never had to and so yeah they don't have that financial stability and freedom and and that feeling of affluence because they're riddled with all this mindset because they've never had to do it. So this again goes back to our our reason why it's important for the spouses to work together towards affluence and really have an understanding of finances because um, in any situation, you wanna make sure that you are ready. Moving on for affluence, let's stop talking about death. (laughs) Let's, can we, all right, so we talked about choice, right? Freedom of choice. And we presented that in the idea of like when you wake up and you're not answering to anybody, but there are more freedoms that are offered. There are more choices that are offered. Can you tell us about a few of those? Yes. So freedom and flexibility. I was actually just thinking about this when you were talking about, you know, um, choosing your day. And I was like, well, some people really like, I was talking to someone who's actually a a current client. She will be a current client of mine. Um, She likes working a part-time gig. She likes working something that's steady. And I'm like, I'm here for that. Like, absolutely. But you want choice with that, right? Maybe you want to get to the right job that's able to have you more flexibility. And when you come in, or maybe better benefits, or maybe they allow you to travel for free. Like these are some things that you can do. So your financial freedom allows you to have more choice in your working career. And when you're not like dependent on that check, you have the ability to, to recognize that this job is just a job. It's there for you to find your ideal life balance, not the other way around. So you can say, mm, I'm going to go job hunt. And you can do that. In fact, I feel like there's a there's a chick on TikTok called the Six Figure Chick. And on Instagram, she's there too. She recommends that you move uh, in a corporate setting every two years because you can leverage your income and get more from other places because it's really about you living out your lifestyle that you desire. So choice of working career, improved work-life balance. When you have financial freedom, there's entrepreneurial opportunities um, to who you connect with, to what type of opportunities you take advantage of or don't take advantage of. Like right now, I'm at a place where if someone says to me, hey, Kim, can you come for free into my group and talk to my audience? And I'm like, no, because no, I don't want to. I'm not at that place where I need someone to give me uh, their audience for free. I am I charge now. So there's a lot more entrepreneurial opportunities where you're able to um, to do that. You have more career choices. Um, the if thing- you wanted to give back, you could, right? Like right. I talked to you the other day about this. There's someone in my place of work who served in the military for a long time and now they're retired. Yeah. And they wanted a way that they could give back. So they're working in the school system because that's just how they felt like they wanted to give back to the next generation. So do they need to work? No, they're retired, but they're giving back. And all this little bit of, you know, pocket change money that they're getting from the school system because you know they don't pay well. 
she uses that to go on vacations like almost every month. I love that so much. When you told me that, I was like, mm, goals, right? But like you really have the ability to build your life how you want it when you have that financial freedom. You have the freedom to make those choices and to kind of piece together whatever life you want and whatever freedom you want. Um, peace of mind and security. My favorite is like... um with that peace of mind and that security, you're able to see opportunities to give back. So like what he said about his, uh, his colleague, but also like, um, like we just met some, a family and they're going through some hardships. And I was mentioning to him, like we should sponsor them for Christmas. Like we should give them some gifts. We should do these things. And it's much, it's, it's way more accessible to do that when you have, you know, all these other spaces in your life already taken care of. It's easy to say, I want to give back to that person. This is why one of the things that I'm really passionate about is that if people in the church, uh, we're highly involved in our church and like, you know, the community there, if they had more understanding of how to become their version of affluent in their finances, we would have no problem tithing. We would have no problem giving back to, you know, ministries. We would have no problem giving our time to different ministries. We would have no problem giving of our funds to different needs in our community. We could change the world if we could just understand how to manage our own finances um, and be better stewards of our finances. So that is something I'm very, very big on. Yeah, I feel like that speaks a lot to time, right? When you're affluent in your finances, you have the affluent abundance or the financial abundance. You're also affluent or abundant in time. Like you have that time. So you can have a phenomenal time work-life balance, mm -hmm. right? You get to control the hours that you work. You get to control your schedule, right? You don't have to overwork yourself and work overtime. When you want to be done, okay. you know, wipe your hands off and be done. Right. Right. And there's like no need for the overwork either. Um, you don't have to work overtime if you don't want to. And, you know, if the business is like or if the nine to five that you're working is like, mm, well, we would like to. And you're like, nope, that's not really something that's within my alignment of what I want to do for my my goals. Then guess what? If you needed to quit or if by chance you happen to be fired, not necessarily because of this, but if you were let go for whatever reason, it's. I'm not saying you don't grieve those things, but you're also just like, okay, well, I have the space and time to say, let me find something new. And that in and of itself is a gift to be able to have that space to say, I'm affluent. I have all the things that I need. I know how to take care of my money. So this, I, ha I have time to and go find what I want. We had an opportunity to do that. We had a chance to flex our affluent muscles when we decided that we wanted to have our first child, you flexed your affluent muscles and said, you know what, I'm done with education. I wanna be home, I wanna help you know, raise my child, and you did that. Oh, and let me tell you, I, didn't, I forgot about this until, the, the, until you said it. So one of the things that I wanted was more, more time with my daughter, um, obviously like she would need to be in daycare. I liked my job, I loved my team, and I was like, I just really, I feel like in this season, I really want to give, give me like having a business a shot. Um, and I want to give being with my daughter a shot. Like I'm never going to regret it. Um, I want to be able to try it. And if I'm like, okay, this was good, but I'm ready to go back to work. I can go back to work. Um, so I did that. And I remember the principal saying, Kim, you know, there's a tech and your, your tech title one position is opening again. And I had that my very first year working in the county. And I was like dead set on getting in the classroom. 
And when I got in the classroom, I loved it, but it does take a lot of your time. And the tech title one position is a lot less time intensive. I'm working at school all day, yes, but it's less time intensive for my home life. Um, And they were like, that position's opening again. Do you want it? Like you could, you could go right back in there. You could work with the, you know, kids in smaller groups. It was a perfect, like on a silver platter, take this, (laughs) what you want is time. And I'm giving that to you. But what I wanted was that freedom of being able to be with my daughter and you can't give that to me. So I was like, no, I can't. But to any other person who's like, didn't did maybe not have that affluence and they're like, oh my God, but I need so much time and I, but I also need a paycheck. They would have taken that. And that's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying for me, it was easy for me to be like, I know that's a really good opportunity, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to take a chance on me. And I know that we're fine with our finances that we can, we can see what happens over the course of a year. But the point is that's a perfect example of being affluent and having that flexibility of time you're able to make that choice. Like you got to do whatever you want. Like the ball was in your court. It was in your possession, wherever you wanted to take it, you got to take it. That is an affluent decision. That's an, that's a sign of affluence, Mm -hmm. right? So again, it's not a number. You don't put a number on it. Do you have choice? Mm -hmm. Are you sufficiently meeting all your needs? Do you have surplus? Do you have time freedom? then you're living a life of affluence, right? Mm-hmm. That's where we want you to be. Mm-hmm. We want you to be able to make the choices you wanna make and have the time that you wanna have for your family, your friends, vacation, whatever. That's what we want for you. Right, right. Um, and all the things that we talked about in the last couple of episodes is the things that you need to do to get to this feeling of affluence because it really is like a, a mindset shift. Yes. It's kind of like a, if you ever find yourself watching a video or watching like a, you know, we're in such a consumerist in, like society. When we find ourselves scrolling and we're going, I wish I had that, I wish I had that. And we start saying that like our life is not as good. That's a great sign for you to be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I know where my money is going. I know where this, like you can start giving yourself facts to tell yourself, no, no, no. If I want that type of life, I can go get it. Like I have, the ball is in my court, Right. I feel like that the quality of life, I know we're, we're talking about like quality of life and all of those types of things too, but truthfully, I don't, I don't normally ever look at another person and go, I wish that I had that in an envious way. Not at all. Because I'm just so content with what we've done. Correct. And when you have that, that very strong confidence and like the way things are going, you're willing to in so many words, work on your own backyard, on your own grass, as opposed to looking at somebody else's grass and going, I want their grass. Like I'm, I don't, I, we don't do that very often. No. And that's a sign um, of yes, being sign confident of and yeah, being in your, walking in your own affluence. Yeah. Like I'm like, no, I like my yard. My yard's pretty nice. Like, yeah, there and might if be I want to make some changes, then I'm going to make, make changes. Right. I'm going to go do what I need to do to make it happen. Yeah. Like that's just, I feel like such a different, I just recognize that mindset. might not be a mindset that a lot of people have. Right. So we've talked about a lot of things that are aspirational when we think about what does it mean to be affluent? Mm -hmm. I think interesting that you talked about golden girls earlier, because that's another good example of this. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason why that daughter was so pissed at her mom is because her mom completely blew all of that money, which was also security for the future generations. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be a nice little nest egg for mom for the time that she has left here on the planet, but also, you know, for her children and her grandchildren, right? Mm -hmm. So 
a sign of affluence is not only your own financial security, but that you are leaving a legacy mm. for the coming generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it bringing in none of this is, I just hope you guys understand this. None of this stuff is stuff that you have to do on your own. Some of this you might have to outsource for. Some of this you might have to get other experts in there to ensure that you have all these things in place. So for this one, you definitely need to make sure that you're on the right track when it comes to wealth preservation, when it comes to growth, when it comes to you know uh, financial security for what your future children need, grandchildren, subsequent children. So any trusts that you have, anything that you want to be able to, to do you need to make sure that you have someone in there. But when you have that person, it's able. you're able to just know that, again, put your head down at night and know that everything is taken care of. My kids are taken care of. My family, it, I, I have been able to build for them a nice platform, a nice foundation to know that they are taken care of. And that that is a feeling of very, that's so affluent to be able to say, yep, I can just sit back and enjoy my life. Everything is good. Absolutely. The last thing that I want to touch on, and there's so many more, but I want to just talk about this. Being rich might mean accomplishing specific financial goals, mm-hmm. right? Like buying a home or, or funding your children's educa- education or, or retiring comfortably, right? Another sign of affluence is just that. Like that idea that I have goals and I'm accomplishing my goals. Mm-hmm. Like when you're crushing your goals, that is a sign that you are living a life of affluence because you have the sustainability mm-hmm. and you have the surplus. And it's able to use the surplus to fill buckets and on top of that, even additional so that you can accomplish the goals that you have. Y'all, this is a really good episode. I hope it's sinking in because my brain just said, man, so many of these um, amazing people that I see on the interwebs are, are just rejoicing and glorifying the six-figure month, right? Or the six-figure or whatever. That's such a buzzword. But we stop there and we don't actually walk in affluence. We just stop at the hustling of making a big month, a big day in cash, but we don't actually start to think about how affluence comes into place. How do we step into a mindset of affluence? That's- yeah, I feel like, what is that word? You don't care. Like you talk about people's like metrics or data and you're like, I don't care about, you know, Oh yeah. the analytics or the metrics or the numbers. I don't know what you call it. Like, you know, uh, what, data. what do you call it? Is it like, man, it's going to bother me. It's going to bother me because <laughs> Maybe it's like romanticizing the metric metrics. I don't know what it is, but people get so caught up in their like their numbers, like, oh wow, I had this many people watching my KPIs. live. I had this many maybe. I don't know the acronyms like you do. You just you had this like phrase for it. But all I'm gonna call it romanticizing. Like mm-hmm. romanticizing your metrics. Like, oh, I had this many people following me, or I brought this is my high month, I brought vanity this, metrics. Vanity metrics. Mm-hmm. And I like mine better, romanticizing. And like that's good for you. That's great if that's something that people you know look and care for, whatever. But yeah, like I could care less mm-hmm. if you have a six-figure month. Good for you. I mean, that's amazing. Good for you. Right. I love that that happened for you. Keep grinding. I'm not diminishing, you know, your success. I bless the rich. Right. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. What I'm saying is, 
I don't care how much you make in a month. I don't care how much you make in a year. I care about your affluence. Mm -hmm. And to me, that singular number is a great month, but that's not a lifestyle of affluence. Mm -hmm. Like when you have everything that we just talked about, mm -hmm. you have time freedom, you have choice freedom, you have flexibility, you have financial security, you're knocking out your goals, you have surplus. Like when you put all of this together, like you have cultivated this lifestyle of affluence and this feeling of contentment that's, that's and comfort. Mm -hmm. And like, you're just, oh, you just feel good, you know? And it's like, I'm, I'm good. Like I could take my hat off. I could rest my hat and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place. Yeah. Like I am content, right? And I feel like a lot of people that are having these six figure months, they're trying to grind to the million dollar year or the eight you know, figure year, or like they're just, they're constantly grinding trying to get to the next thing. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying, have you achieved affluence or are you so lost in the sauce that you don't even realize mm -hmm. that you could have it all right now? There it is, right? There it is, right? That you could have it all right now. That's like literally like, what is the point of what you do with your couple, you know, what you, what you do in your coaching? That's it. The realization up here that you could have it all right now if you would just look, if you would just take the step outside of the grind to look at the hard numbers instead of expecting everybody else to do it for you and just tell, like, no, when you actually put your hand to the plow and see what you've built and see what you've done already and see what you actually need for your ideal life and you actually put numbers next to it and all that stuff, it, it wouldn't be so much as like, I'm just going to throw my credit card and be like, oh, I'm going to get this. Yeah, I'm going to go on this vacation. I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm totally affluent. But up in the head, you're not affluent at all. You have not even recognized. Like, it hasn't clicked for you yet. That's why I talk about having your end goal in mind because I would hate to get to the end of my life and say, man, I made so much money, but I missed out on so much time mm. with my family mm -hmm. and with my friends and just my hobbies and myself, right? A big purpose of being affluent is that time freedom. And I would hate to have missed out on that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly, like, I think that's it. Like that's, if you want to truly achieve affluence, like, yes, these are all things that these are all things that you can do numerically, like rest, you know, yes, you need to know the numbers and stuff like that, but it, it's also a mindset of recognizing that you've already achieved a lot of what you said you wanted to achieve. Even if you're at the first level of that achievement, right? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna put more into my savings. I wanna put more into my investments, cool. But you're already doing those things. We just are amping it up a little bit, but you're already doing those things. And when you recognize that, that's when you hit the target on affluence where you're like, I feel like I can breathe. I don't, I can, I don't have to worry. I I'm doing it all. Yes, you are already doing it. That's when it, that's when it clicks for a lot of my clients and it's the best feeling ever. Um, I'll never forget working with a single mom just found out that she was, uh, well, she knew that she was getting divorced, but she was going through it. And her whole issue was, I have to replace his income. If I don't replace his income, we're not going to be like, they. I can't have my kids not experience the lifestyle that they've had. 
And when we looked at the numbers, which she had normally not done, when she looked at the numbers and she looked at, and I said, okay, what's your ideal? What is your life? Do you want it to look like? Let's put numbers next to it. When she actually did that, she was like, oh my gosh, his salary, his pay didn't even cover. Like I could, I could do this all myself. I have a part-time, she had a part-time business that can take care of the rest of this. I don't need his income. Let's imagine how much time she would have spent racking her brain trying to bring in more income to match his income and still possibly blowing it all on other things. But when we actually looked at the numbers and actually matched it with her ideal, it clicked for her and she was like, I'm, I can do this. I'm already here at the, at the ideal place I want to be. That's what we want to be able, that's what we want everyone to be able to achieve, that light bulb moment. Let me say this in, in summary, a little TLDL here, too long, didn't listen. All right, to wrap up. <laughs> the definition of being rich is deeply personal. It can evolve over time as your priorities and circumstances change, right? But it's important to consider what wealth means to you and to set financial goals that align with your values and your aspirations. And it's worth recognizing that while financial wealth can be an important aspect to an affluent life, it's not the only factor, mm-hmm. right? Like we kind of broke that down today. True affluence often encompasses a combination of financial well-being and just overall life satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So give us is. a CTA bit. Y'all, this is a pretty, um, hopefully aspirational, aspirational episode. (laughs) So your CTA is, I think we talked about it last time where I just want you to like think through like what you want your ideal lifestyle to look like and put numericals on it. If you haven't done that, do that. But your CTA, I think is just to, to just, I want you to make that connection for yourself. Like how much have you already accomplished and give yourself the kudos to say like, I I am already doing a lot of the things that I wanted to do. I don't have to hustle. I'm not saying it's not a bad thing to try and go for more. That's always something that we're we're human. We're going to want to do that. But be be okay. Be respond like like I want you to just have this like moment celebrate of a little bit. Celebration of what you've already accomplished. And recognize that, yeah, there's still more things I want to accomplish, but I've already accomplished most of the things. I'm doing a really great job and I need to give myself the space to just give recognition to what I've already accomplished, recognition to what we've done in our finances so far, recognition to the work that we've done, recognizing, yeah, there's more stuff I want to do and here's how I'm going to go after it, but we're good. We're okay give yourself the the opportunity to kind of sit in that for a hot second i love that give yourself a pat on the back guys go live in love walk in wealth take care y'all bye